this is Alyssa. And I'm Michelle. <laughs> and welcome back. I, I knew we were going to butcher that intro. And <laughs> welcome back to Ill Natured, a true crime podcast reporting live. Hey, hey. I looked over, I was doing, making this funny face and squishing my chin in, and I looked over and was like, no. I was about to say, I was wondering, if, what is about to come out of this girl's mouth right now? Spice fun times, up. fun times. So, really quick before we jump into part two of Samuel Little and the horror, yes. I figured we'd just brighten our days up with a well, little bit. Well, I don't bit. know about mine and yours, but... <laughs> This, we probably should tell the public this, but we're going to. If y'all come for us, anybody. I'm already I say ready. It. I already want to say it. Cash me outside. How about that? Okay. So, <laughs> I figured we would talk about, for some odd reason, we got, oh, it's not, not an, an odd, odd reason. reason. The baby's birthday. The baby's party. birthday was yesterday. It was beautiful. I did this. Mm. So, mm. Cute. Thank you, Michelle, for all Gorgeous. your help. Um, mm-hmm. And Sugar Mama's Bakery in Albany, Georgia. Yes. You rock! Please sponsor this episode. Okay. Thank you. Was that, fire. It was awesome. Oh, it was good. Chocolate and vanilla. The baby's birthday was yesterday, and I did this huge one, a foam one. It was like four feet tall. It was freaking huge. It was huge. And it was full of balloons. It was fabulous. So I had a lot of balloons left over. Well, Shelly's two um, churrins. Mm-hmm. These two children, mm-hmm. children, <laughs> these little wild animals. Okay, Boys. I was uh-huh. being so nice. I loved them so much. I was like, "Here, sweeties, here's here's some balloons from Liz." Guys, let me tell you, we were home three minutes screaming, the dogs eating balloons. <laughs> it was a madhouse. Okay, but that's not even the worst part. Is the problem? So here I come go. over here uh-huh. today to record, and the uh-huh. children are terrorizing with balloons and that brought me up on the topic of phobias and really strange phobias at that and minor balloons michelle wanted me to blow one up like y'all it's not like i didn't even know she was this horrified and i look over and she's looking at the balloon and then she's looking at me and i'm like don't no you don't have to do (laughs) it but dedication my girl i did ask and she will i did it first okay um your future son-in-law i was about to say i'm a great mother-in-law yeah that was that's my goal in life is to be the best mother. Me too. High five, sis. So I'm terrified of balloons. And like yesterday, I was telling everybody at the party, like I gave the kids balloons at the party yesterday, and I was like, just don't pop them, like they really freak me out. Yeah. Well, we were in a really much bigger open oh, area, yeah. and this is a small little pod area we're having that's in right. here. The pod corner. The pod corner, mm-hmm. and the children come in here. You know, Chungus wants to like pop them blow them up really big and like pop them yeah. and he's so like goofy with it like i feel like they're gonna hit the light and pop or, like s- just fall onto a sharp yeah, object Alyssa was like like in a ball yeah and like here. my ear like i'm covering my ears and then today you know like i said squiggles comes in and wants me to blow up like blow some balloons up and she's like here help me it goes faster and i'm like 
<laughs> okay, okay, it's okay, fine. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And so I start trying to blow the balloon up, but it like slips out of my mouth, and then it's like, <clears throat> like it's the nastiest <laughs> thing. Oh my gosh! And then I just like spit on the. <clears throat> I will vomit right we now. It's like the latex, the smell, the way my know. like. I don't even know. Whoa, it's so all of the stern. the balloon in in the hole. Like, who created that, and who do I need to kill? Because like they're terrible for the environment too. We ought to just do away with balloons for real. Okay, um, like releasing balloons. Do you want a bird to die? You know, like don't man, don't, don't release that mess. We need to start a um. Stop it. Yeah. Something called? Well, when you can make balloon shapes out of paper mache. Okay. We don't have to have balloons. We don't need a petition. Petition. A petition. We're signing a petition. I'll make sure to start it. So balloons, yeah. screw them. Stop buying them. I regret it from the moment I bought them because when I blew them up, even though the one was gorgeous, it was beautiful. it was gorgeous. Oh, and the balloon artists love those too. But now, what am I going to do with it? It's sitting in my guest bedroom, just a big old one. It's going to slowly pop, take it apart, burn the cardboard, pop. Don't pop the balloons. I, maybe somebody could do it when you're gone. That's what I'm saying. I can't do Let it. Let the cats in there. The cats will pop them. Oh, the cats. What if one gets in there? I was really nervous. And you hear the popping noise, Alyssa. You know, you better get bedroom. Get the, I know. And that, I don't care what y'all say. Something go, there's something about that bedroom. I was just watching some shows about negative energy in a room. And what the guest say? bedroom at Alyssa's, well, I mean, I don't, they were just stories. There's just one <laughs> house. There's just stories. It's uh, Bill Shatner narrates it it's called unsolved or some it's not unsolved mysteries just no no no, no. just no anyways it's on netflix look it up um it's really good but these houses with ne negative energy i i'm just i bought some sage for this room at Alyssa's house because i get such vibes from this room and i can go in there now it's not so creepy that i've cleaned mm -mm. it up it's mm -mm. So, so even, you didn't like even when we there? recorded in there, I get vibes in that room. That's where we record at now when I'm in that house. Like when I'm we're okay at my house. with it though. Like I need to because it's daytime now at night. You ain't get me in there. Lights or not? Mm -mm. Really? No, ma'am. Mm -mm. I think we need to record in there at night. Do a spooky episode. That fireplace. There's something about the fireplace. That area of the room. Like when you walk in the door. It is like the the fireplace, like the closet area, like going yes. into the bathroom. It's something happened there. Like there's there's bad. I will say, feelings. like thinking about it right now, like my my chest is tight. Like, I mine too. My I'm like clenched. I just, <laughs> me too. Like I don't like being in the like. I was nervous when I was cleaning that room up. I wasn't nervous in the room, but when I like got into like what is in between the Nugs room and the guest bedroom, you know, like where the bathroom yep. is that closet i was putting stuff up and i just was really sketched out like yeah. where that chimney's at yes i'm it's the fireplace like every time i look at it i kind of go Ooh. yeah i think it is. i the get fireplace. the shivers it, there's something about it should i cover the fireplace what up? if there's a body up there stop it Alyssa. i listened to um oh it was my girls my favorite murder um they had an episode where about bodies being found in chimneys. <gasps> oh, fudge sickles. Oh my God, I'm about to cry. Who's going to take the cover off of it and look? We have got to find out. Alyssa, there's something in that dang fireplace. Sister. Okay, this was a really turn of tables. I feel like we just... I feel like I can't go home, but now I'm scared. You don't have to you be scared. scared. It's contained <laughs> to that room, though. I don't feel it anywhere else in the house. 
You better seal that shit off. Seal it off. <laughs> Who can come and replace my fireplace? If you could put, I mean, not replace it. Just cover it up. Just, cover just get it up. the body out and cover it up. But for real, you need to find. I'll find that episode for all of you. Um, the podcast is my favorite murder. It was crazy. Like a lot of times, it was like theft or somebody was cleaning or. But most of the time, it was theft. <gasps> like somebody was robbing a place and got stuck in the chimney and died. One was a little boy. Oh. Y'all, but but and my house it is old guys. Like it's I live in thing. like a what like a nineteen oh two house. Like I feel like it was built a long, long time ago. There could be. That's what we have just saw this on me. Y'all are not a real ghosty person. Um, I believe I get feelings, and I believe in you know. I feel like demons are probably out there more than oh yeah, um, friendly ghosts, but. And I, I'm one of those. I feel like when something bad happens in a place, it's some of that energy's left like there. Stays. Yeah, but it and can't hurt me, right? No. Okay. Just in case, like, what if I can't sell my house in a long time and I have another kid, and that's gonna have to be the baby's room? We'll fit. We're gonna fit. We're gonna fix it, and we'll just have to sage when McKay's not there. McKay didn't want us to sage. She was afraid we'd roll it up something, right? But we'll just have to do it when he's not there. We'll cleanse the room. We'll get our Bible. And we'll pray over it. That's what we need to do. Y'all send us in tips. Yeah. Please help me get this. Y'all, sketch, for real, sketch. like, this is, and I've tried to. I'm spooked. I've tried to make myself forget about I'm it. I'm scared. But, but I can't. Every time I go in there, I can't. I can. And we're going to start recording in there. Because I like the space. Oh, it's it's lovely with the light from outside and all that. And it, I want to take all the furniture out, you know, and, like, have a really nice, kind of like a pot corner. Like this. Yeah. this, the room we recorded at my house, there's hunting and fishing stuff. Then there's the pod corner. Then there's baby toys. Then there's my youngest dresser. There's a plush Excel. elephant head on the wall. Um, baby toys. Yeah. Old clothes. Yeah, things I'm selling. Well, that got real off topic. Sorry yeah. to talk about my spooky house. Um, yeah. Phobias. Oh. Scared of balloons. Now, let's talk about Michelle's really quick, and we'll go on with the story. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, Alyssa asked me. I was like, oh, I don't have a phobia. And then it hit me. Yeah, as she was walking out the door, she's like, oh, no. And I immediately got that tightness in my chest. <laughs> I'm terrified of people snapping my legs with an, a hand towel or a wash rag. The whole experience, like, I will. I have freaked out on my husband. And he find, he's finally got the point that it just gives me that feeling where it's like, I might murder your It's ass. only took him, you what, know? like 15 years? Yeah, right. Something happened when I was a child, though. I, I remember. I don't remember the situation. 20 years? Huh? We've been together 20 years. That's so wow. Crazy. 20 years. That's yeah. bananas. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 20 years. Crazy. That's crazy. Wow. And he's just now getting it. Yeah. He might still. He probably he probably still trying. <laughs> he have to whoop his behind. But for real, like, I get violent. I hate it. I hate it. The noise. That feeling of running from somebody. I hate it. Ooh. Let's move on. Okay, so now Let's, that we've brought we y'all up with bringing us down, we're going to just right. bring us all yes. the way down. I'd love we're to all people's phobias, though. Yes, for real. Please. Let's put a post on Facebook Listen, and Instagram. I think that's a good idea. I want to start interacting more with you guys, if possible. I don't think y'all are down possible. for it because y'all don't ever do anything on the socials, right. but I need you guys... To start interacting, you know, just we do a, have a few couple, like yeah. the few, the frou frou of y'all that be doing it. I do appreciate, but like we need the frou, 
hundreds of y'all to be doing it. So. You know what Facebook is, though. I don't yeah, know the same way. They, yeah, Facebook hides us. I read something that if you like your own posts, it will get you. I'm gonna start I read that on TikTok. We'll start doing that. I'll start liking. But I know. But if y'all see us liking it, I'll be like, why are When I sold a lot of jewelry online, people just didn't see my, they didn't see it. When I sell household stuff, it doesn't get seen. Yeah. I'm about to do a new post. Y'all got some good stuff for sale. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> so we are all going to be on the same level of the ground and go talk about Samuel Little Part 2. Get oh, ready. but yes, we're going to do a post right in your phobias. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Please and thank you. All right. First off. 14 minutes later. I, w- I want to lead with this. All right. So, most of these murders that I'm about to tell you about that are now solved, Little Samuel Little confessed um, to a Texas Ranger named Jimmy Holland. There was something about him. He was the only part. Samuel Little, when he was sentenced, he was still trying to say he was innocent. But this man was the only one who got him. And I, y'all, in the recordings, it's like, how can you talk to a serial killer like this? Like it's, it's the way he was talking to him, just like he was a normal human and they were having a casual conversation about pie or something. Well, that's funny you say that because I was actually listening to an episode of Morbid the other day and which one was on? Carl Panzram. I think I'm going back and listening to like all their older kids. I'm waiting for their new episodes. I'm already caught up on their new ones. So I have to go back and listen to old ones. But um, that was a good, I was listening to those two episodes and he, I think it was his case that had one of the police guards in one of the prisons. Like he constantly kept in touch with them. Like, yeah, like an actual friendship with him. Like, I yes. have a friend, like a serial murderer. I'm not sure. But Samuel Little had one dude. So Jimmy Holland. And he was the one that was responsible for getting all the confessions. He's the one that gave him pencil and color pencil and paper to sketch the women. Uh, so and- he's the one that had all these portraits of the women. Yes. Well, no, he's the one that gave Samuel Little the tools to draw the portraits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So without him, we wouldn't have. There'd be so many, so many of these cases. So he kind of befriended him, but he also got a lucky shit ton of information. Exactly. Okay, cool. He did his job. He got him to tell that he did all this and say, more. You know, without him, we wouldn't know that he was the most prolific serial killer. Samuel Little's different. He doesn't want fame. He was doing it because he liked to do it, and he's going to do whatever the hell he wants. Right. And so, like, Samuel Little, like you just said, completely different, didn't want fame, but, like, we have, like, killers, like the BTK killer that, like, had to be That's why they did it. Right. Well, not really why they did it, but, yeah. But they had to be known for their crimes. Like, they wanted to be famous. Famous. But not him. He was just out there living and doing, being a horrible human. All on his own. All on his own. He didn't care. Just for funsies. He didn't give a damn. He was still trying to say he was innocent for a long time. Like, and y'all, let me just, it's kind of a trigger warning. I've cried a good bit <laughs> during this, um, investigating his victims. I'm about to cry right now. It just, it's so sad that there are people that live with us here in the good old U.S. of A. that have nobody and that are out there on their own nobody's looking for wait till you hear i mean i'm gonna give a list of unidentified um unidentified victims because nobody knows and nobody was looking for them and that's heartbreaking as a human 
You know? Well, I was about to say, like, when we were talking, and well, the boy in the box case hasn't aired yet. I think it's going to be next week. Yes. But we talk about it in there. Like, unidentified people are so, like, how is nobody looking for these people? Well, right. It hurts me to think. Like, I want to help people. I want to go find all the people that don't have anybody. And, you know, be their person. Because it makes me real sad. All right, so moving on. I'm gonna dry moving my eyes. on. Uh, and I will cry again. I'm sorry. It and just, also it put her me. in a real emotional state before this. She did. I do apologize. Yep, she did. She did. I was just telling y'all about my good old, my good old. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Good old whatever they want to be called. I mean, if you want to blast, we'll Blood. blast. Whatever. Baby, I'm ready to blast. Y'all, ugh. names. I'll at you all first and names. last. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna start with samuel little's confirmed victims you all remember if you haven't listened to part one go listen to it now samuel little has been named by the fbi as um america's most prolific serial killer he killed 93 women so i found the info he drew 26 sketches um to police well and i funny you talk about that mm -hmm. i actually was going on to look at some pictures to post yeah from last week's episode and i sent you that link from the fbi like where it has all these like unidentified unidentified women good god i can't speak yeah but in like the circumstances around there and it the it was the colored sketches that he drew and yep. it, it was wow like the detail in these it's pictures crazy. And, and they look i'll tell y'all about one murder victim whose family identified her from the picture and i think drew. i read about that yep. but i didn't want to post those until this this episode because i knew shelly got us covered Good. but there's a Go lot on. that's going to be going on this week i'll be posting tons of pictures because there's so many out there like that deals with the unidentified victims yep his sketches all that so y'all stay tuned i really want to try to get those clips some of the clips of his confessions because there are three that i'm going to tell you about that are um detailed confessions unmatched confessions is what we're calling them um but there are three and they're not super long the clips of him telling about these women the fbi has them on their website I think but I, I saw those dudes wearing like a black and white striped jumpsuit. Yeah, probably ass. Um, but I would love to get those like clips and put them in the episode because they're out there. They're out there for you to use. You know, um, well, we can at least link the FBI's that yeah, right. Right. If, if we can't link specific videos or upload them to the Facebook or whatever, we can at least link the FBI.gov. Yep. Post right, that's with all right. this in it because it, it has. I think those are the ones I think you're are. talking yep. about. There okay. are three of them. Um, but anyway, so confirmed murder victims. Um, we're gonna kind of start here, and there's more than this. I mean, they they list this is what was. Hang on. These are eleven that we don't already know about. Okay, so we have. Hang on. There's a couple. His first, uh, Mary Brosley, his first murder victim, is not listed in this confirmed. I meant to write her name in. Um, she's listed in the suspected murder. Anyway, 
Anna Lee Stewart. And y'all, some of these have more info. Some of them, it's just their name. I couldn't find anything else. And that's what's so heartbreaking and keeps making me cry. Um, Anna Lee Stewart was murdered on October 11th, 1981. Um, and this is one of the cases that Samuel Little was um, convicted for in 2019. So, you know, when he was first caught in 2012, he was convicted of the three murders in 2014. Okay, that was, I told you Which about those. Crazy. Part one, Carol Alford, Guadalupe, Guadalupe, Audrey Nelson Everett. Those are the three that he was convicted of in 2014. He was convicted of five additional um, murders in 2019. So, Annalise Stewart is one of those. He was convicted in 2019. And I'll give you those um, first. Annalise Stewart was murdered in Cincinnati, Ohio. And y'all could not find anything on her. Nothing. That's very sad. Um, Mary Jo Payton. Nope. Yes. Sorry, guys. Mary Jo Payton was murdered on July 3rd of 1984 um, in Cleveland, Ohio as well. And he was convicted of Mary Jo Payton's murder on August 23rd, 2019. I did find a little bit of additional info. I think Mary Jo Payton, I found, this is the most info I found was on her. Um, and there was a picture of her. She had arrests on her record as early as 18 years old for prostitution. Um, so she had been on the streets, you know. Um, her body, naked from the waist down, was found at the bottom of an outdoor stairwell. Um, it was in a factory, an abandoned factory. Factory workers noticed a foul smell and found her. Um, when Mary Jo was found, she was wearing only a sandal on her right foot. Her sweater and bra had been pulled up, pulled around her shoulders. She wore a ring on her right pinky and was nude from the waist down. That's in every other one where we know what happened. They were nude from the waist down. Um, so there was suspected sexual assault, yep. I'm assuming. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Her body remained unidentified until 1992. Um, there was a mix-up, apparently, when her fi her fingerprints were supposed to be entered into the FBI's list of unidentified mm -hmm. people. Um, but they were entered in a local state list instead. So it didn't get as no, far as it needed and to. And she probably would have been identified a lot sooner. Happened. Um, but thank goodness for this detective who realized the screw-up in 1992. And as soon as they entered her fingerprints, they found her identity. Um, Little confessed to her murder in 2018 and told that he met her in a bar, took her to what he thought was an abandoned factory and strangled her. Um, he liked to beat his victims as well oh. in and about the face and head. He was a prize winning um, fighter, like boxer at one point. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It so he like once or twice. just beat these women up. Yeah, he had no regard for um, their lives. And he's disgusting. It's a real piece. So that was Mary Jo Payton. Um, I'm going to finish 2019 here. Multiple Jane Doe's in multiple states. Um, we know he we know he killed these women. We don't know who they are. And I'm going to get into those. Um, very soon 
Zena Jones was murdered July 6, 1990. Um, this was a 2019 conviction. Um, she was murdered in Memphis, Tennessee. And I did find just a little on her. Um, she was 30 years old when Little murdered her. Little confessed to her murder in 2018 with the Texas Ranger. He told police she was a prostitute that he picked up at a hotel in Memphis. Um, he then strangled her in his car as a Memphis police car drove by them. So they're sitting in his car mm -hmm. and he's murdering this woman and a police car drives by. Yeah, like they're like right on the oh, edge no. of being caught. So after he murdered her, he drove into Arkansas and dumped her body off a bridge into the river. She was later found on the banks um, of the river. Zena was a Jane Doe until her family identified her from one of Little's sketches. So she's one of the ones, and I'll I'll forward um, Zena's picture to you, Alyssa. Okay. So we can post it. They looked at this drawing that Samuel Little drew and identified their deceased loved one. They had no idea what happened. She was one of the few that had family and people that cared about her. Okay. The last one he was convicted for in 2019 was Rose Evans. Um, he murdered her on August 24th of 1991 in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, all the only thing I found about Rose, I found no personal information, no background, but a quote, and we'll put her, I'll find her picture too. Um, Samuel Little said, when telling of her murder, he said he remembered them eyes and that face. She found she had big, she had big eyes. Um, very sad. Anyway, that's all I had about her. Mm. There's one that we're going to kind of go in reverse here. He was convicted of those five murders. Well, actually, it was more than five um, because all of the Jane Does, they had bodies. They just didn't right. have names for the bodies. Um he was convicted of a lot of murders in 2019. Well, that's good. So this is where the the bulk of his convictions came in 2019 mm -hmm. from that the Texas the interview. In this case, out of Odessa, Odessa, Texas, this is the one that Jimmy Holland, the Texas Ranger, was there investigating. Okay, this is Denise Christie Brothers. Um, she was murdered in Odessa, Texas, February 2nd, 1994. Um, like I said, this is the case that Detective Holland was interviewing Samuel Little about, where he got him to confess to, to all the rest all of them. So this is the, the this, this is, is the, the first one. thing yep. he went in there for. Yep. And I found a little bit on Denise. Um, she was reported missing by her family January 1st of 1994 at 38 years old. That's it. Oh, no. But she did have family that knew she was gone. And at least reported her missing, so they were yeah. looking for her. So that was... Right. I just wish I could find more. Um, but that case, you know, the Texas Ranger got that one solved. And then dozens more, really, because of all the Jane Does. He got him convicted of those two. All right. Now, on September of 14th, the original three, I already talked about these kind of briefly. Um, Carol Alford was murdered July 13th, 1987, um, in LA. Carol Alford, Guadalupe, and Audrey Everett, these three were, we talked about, we mentioned their names. These are the ones he was charged with in 2014. 
Um, all of the murders took place in Los Angeles, California. Um, Carol Alford, she was murdered July 13th, 1987. She was 41 years old when her body was found in an alley in Los Angeles. She was naked from the waist down with only one sock. Police suspected she was killed somewhere else and dumped there. There were drag marks. Um, so it looked like her so body where had she been was dragged. found. Yes, yeah. so she wasn't right. killed where she was found. Though. Exactly. Um, but little beat her in the head. Mm. She was one you could. They could tell. Medical examiners could tell she had been punched um, in the head, head near her temple. Um, and he strangled her to death, you know, just like all the other ones. Now, her body, she had a daughter who identified her body because um, that was more of a public, you know, she was found in an alley inside the city. I'm sure they, oh, anyway, DNA found on her body was eventually matched to Little. So okay. that's how that one was solved. Um, the next one in L.A. was Guadalupe Apodaca. Apodaca. That's not good. We just had to start the pot over because Michelle had. <laughs> I'm just chatting. I'm telling Alyssa my story here. Yeah, we're just talking No microphone. <laughs> I was doing a TikTok video, so I've been trying to do behind the scenes videos. And in the video, I have to circle it, but her microphone's just sitting laying right down here beside her leg, and she's just going through her case. <laughs> And I'm like, sis, you can't hear anything. You're not talking into your microphone. No. Well, here we are. Here I am. The microphone is in my face. Hallelujah. Like I had said before, when y'all couldn't hear. (laughs) When you couldn't hear her. Suspected murder victims, the list is long. Like, I'm talking about like four pages. Double space, but still. Double space, but Four it is long pages. Pages. Some of these I do have brief descriptions. Um, I don't. I'm gonna read through this quicker than I would really like. All these women deserve so much more than they got. <laughs> I hate skinks. Oh, what a creep! I saw there the biggest was, skink I've ever seen outside my front door yesterday. There was a tiny one that ran in front of me when I was walking up, and it was so scary. It ran so fast, I didn't even know what it was. I was like, ah! I had to run inside. It's because of me and all my screaming and carrying on when I see one. They hate humans. Anyways. They mess with me. There too. was one sneaking up behind Shell and through this window. <laughs> he gone. Um, okay, so these ladies deserve much more than I'm about to give them. But for anybody listening, I want to at least tell everybody, and y'all know how many victims he had. It's 93. So, um... Some of these will be short. It's They deserve way more. And I'm sorry that I can't give it to them. We know Mary Jo Brosley was his first victim. This is going to go in order from the first okay. to what's suspected to be the last. Um, Mary Jo Brosley was murdered in Homestead, Florida. We talked about this one. Um, she was a white female, approximately 33. And he did provide a sketch of her. She was the one who had wore the dainty chain. Um, she was an alcoholic that had left her and family. And this is his first victim. First victim, Mary Jo Brosley. Okay, 1971, there was someone that he remembered her name. He remembered her name. We don't know who she is. He called her Linda. 
Um, she was in Miami, Florida. She was a black female, approximately 22, and he did provide a sketch of Linda. She has yet to be identified or matched with a case. Mary Ann, 1971 to 1972. They don't have an exact date for her murder. Um, she was murdered in Miami, Florida. She's a black transgender female. She's approximately 18 years old. Um, and Little provided a sketch of this victim. Now, you remember I said police suspect that there may be more than 93 victims. Because Which is of, crazy to me. Yeah, because they think he didn't tell them about all. They think they suspect there could be more transgender victims that he did not tell them about. Because he was ashamed of it or? Nobody why? was real. I don't know if it's, you know, we get those feelings. I don't know if it's one of those things that, you know, because when he taught, he talked about transgender to one of the, he talked about this um, Ann in one of the interviews, the tape confessions. And he didn't seem shamed to me. Oh, okay. he was a what I was he, just wondering why he, he wouldn't her, say him. He called her something, which I imagine would be a slur. Um, you know, something that we don't say. I don't remember what it was, but anyway. That's a good thing. <laughs> okay. Um another unnamed black female whose body was found in Miami, Florida. She was possibly affiliated with the Air Force. This is what Samuel Little confessed to but it, we don't know her name. Okay, so he's like, some of these people, he doesn't even know their names. Right. Or just like maybe their first name or something. He No, some of them, he just had descriptions. Like oh, okay. one of them, he put um, Dope Girl. Dope and Girl. And he had the name of a city and Dope Girl. Oh, so he just had like little, yeah, like most serial killers no, exactly. do, I suppose. Exactly. Little nicknames yep. for him, I guess. Some yep. sick, That's twisted right. name. And y'all, these are all. They don't give a shit. These are all murders that he either confessed to or that police they have, have said. To. Yep, exactly. Him. Um, all right. So in 1972, there's an unnamed white female in Prince George's County, Maryland. Um, she was approximately 20 to 25. His confession was matched to a known John Doe case. Jane Doe, sorry, not John. Jane Doe case, possibly from Massachusetts. Um, and he did provide a sketch of this victim. So he went from Florida to Maryland, okay? And then he's going to go from Maryland back to Florida. So like we said in part one, he's literally all over the place yeah. all of the time. Making a living stealing with his boo. Yeeks. Yeah. Just, I, and they said he remembered a lot of his crimes. He remembered the year of a lot of crimes based on what car he drove. So I had different cars constantly. That's Can bananas. you imagine remembering the year you murdered, you know, 20 women by the make and model of your car? Well, his memory blows my mind anyway. It's insane. I can't literally remember like, okay. No. I just can't remember anything, guys. No. He's got to be smart to have gotten away with all Some this. Some kind of something. something. Something's going on. Well, was going on up there. May he rest in pain. Rest in pain. I need to make a sound clip of that so yeah. I can just insert it. Stop it. Okay, let's dive back in here. Oh, we're going to be here all day and I'm a little hungry. Me too. Let's okay. go see uh, okay. the clown. Got to get that Coke icy. Oh, I thought you were about to say something else. Yeah. I thought you were going to stop it, Coke. <laughs> I was like, damn, Wait that a took a sharp Wait left turn. Take it to the next level. 
level. No, no, no. Boy, are you talking not about never. a pick me up? Not never. Okay. I have to tell you something about that later. Don't forget. It's not about me. It's about something else. Somebody said to me. I bet I already. Ah, okay, continue. Continue. Man, I'm all inside. We're like one. We are one. We are one. We're joined. Uh-oh. One brain, two bodies. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> one brain, two bodies. Our you're, slogan here at Ill Natured. You're my favorite human. Oh, you're my favorite you human. Are. I'm already oh, so cute. <laughs> okay, y'all. I'm sorry. All of these unnamed victims have got me all up in my feelings today. I missed the Nug's first birthday. Stop it's a lot it. of, it's a lot going on around this part. It's our birthday month. I forgot to shout out Shelly's birthday in our what? last episode. No, you did. Did I? We recorded on my birthday. I'm an idiot. <laughs> we got Alyssa's birthday coming up. Yeah, I did not remember that. Are you a... What's your son? I'm a Virgo. No. Mm-mm. She's on the cusp. I classify her as... Classify her. Classify her. I classify her as a Leo with me because I get Leo vibes from you. I don't even know what any of this means. Like, what? You don't? <laughs> no. I've always felt very uh, connected to my sign. Like, if you read the description, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. We need to read them then. Switch. We will. We will. Make a note. We'll do it after the episode. Which I think you're more of a Leo. You're more of a Leo. Why do you think so? I think I'm organized. I know that's a little bit of their I'm organized too, sis. Excuse me. Oh, I didn't mean that. Don't blame me. Leos are... Y'all have to read them. Shout out to my fellow Leos. You know. We're going to enlighten Alyssa so she can embrace her true self. I do know there's a lot of serial killers that are Virgos. You're a Leo. Okay. Okay, moving on. So, um, unnamed white female in Maryland. So, from Maryland, he goes back to Florida. I don't know where Kendall, Florida is. Do you? Like the girl's no. name, Kendall. Um, he murdered an unknown, unnamed white female in 1973. All these murders are back to back to back. Like, we've got 70, 71, 72, 73. You can imagine 93 victims. He was killing he somebody to. every... He had to. Yeah. What did we do? We decided it was... Because he only oh, killed, yeah. what was it? He killed for how long? 40 years? Yeah. So he had to at least kill two women a year. Oh. You, you did forget Around. That. Around about it for making it even, I guess. so smart. Thank you. Yeah. 1973. Do I have 75% people. of the brain and you have 25%? Probably. Okay. I think that sounds right about right. <laughs> Just here for the party, man. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. Let's go get my coke i see <laughs> all right so we go from prince george's county maryland to kendall florida another unnamed white female he murdered her in 1973 um she was approximately 45 years old possibly from massachusetts we got a lot of possible maybes here right um both 1973 victims were described to possibly have the first name sarah Sarah Brown was the second 1973 victim. Um, She was murdered in New Orleans, Louisiana. So from Florida, he went to Louisiana. Her age was unknown. She worked at a local restaurant on Canal Street in Louisiana. So she was not a woman of the night. Lady of the night? Woman. Anywho. Same thing. Well, right. All right. (laughs) Moving on to 1974, uh, Samuel Little murdered a woman in Savannah, Georgia. 
She was an unnamed black female. Um, she was approximately 22 or 23, and he provided a sketch of this victim. Um, his next killing in 74 was an unnamed black female in Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, he was from Lorraine, Ohio. Right, um, and it seems like a lot of his victims were around that. Yeah, some of okay. them. Yeah. Um, this unnamed black female was... Her age was unknown. He dumped her body in Columbus, Ohio, and he provided a sketch of her. Um, authorities are currently working on this case to try to identify her. Um, they already know he did it, but they just have to figure out who she is. Obviously, she deserves her name. Um, in the mid-70s, we don't even have an exact year for this because this is from Samuel Little's Confessions. Um, he called her Emily. He murdered her in Miami, Florida. She was a black female, approximately 23 or 4, and possibly worked at the University of Miami. Mm, so she also was, yeah. He's just snatching some people up then. Yep. He wasn't even like just. If he likes weather neck looks. That's what he said. Yeah, so we discussed yeah. in part one, which is creep. All right, creep so fantastic. 1975, we have another unnamed black female in Knoxville, Texas. Only info we have is that she was approximately 25 years old. Oh, so sad. Okay. Um, between 76 and 77, there's another unnamed black female murdered in Wichita Falls, Texas. Her age was unknown. Um, the disposal location of her body was unspecified. Um, it was stated to be near Wichita Falls, Texas. Um, he provided a sketch of this victim. Um, in 1976 to 1979. So he just gave a range of years yes, for this like one. Yes, three year range. Um, a black female named Joe was murdered in Granite City, Illinois. She was approximately 26 years old. Um, Little may have picked her up in St. Louis, Missouri, and he did provide a sketch of this woman as well. So Texas to Illinois. Well, I want to go through every all the different places he went to. It's crazy. Yeah, like draw. Have you seen that meme of like Charlie Day or I don't know what his real name is. I think that I don't know from Always Sunny and he's like standing by this big old poster with like the red strings everywhere, like the detectives do. You know. Yes, about? I've seen it. It's my favorite. Charlie, <laughs> yeah. we love it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. McCabe just... loves it too. We should just pinpoint all the like. It would probably be all over the United States. It'd be insane. For we little. should do it. I'll do it. Okay. That'll be my, um, I try to have a big goal every week. That'll be it. And we can post that. Yeah. Because I am going to try to solve some of these, y'all, to figure out who these women are. Because I care. And I love Well, Elena from Morbid's got me on the kick of, like, let's team up and solve Jack the Ripper case. Like, what? I enjoyed that so much. You turned your opinion around? Turned it around. Praise I the Lord. I enjoyed all the... Sometimes I don't love multiple part I episodes. Do. I love them. Sometimes I it has to be done to get all the info. But Elena did on Morbid. My fave. They're my friends. Y'all are my best friends. I know. I feel me. like we could be like all like such good besties. Forever. I'll move. I don't think I will. But Why? The gnats are enough. Goodbye. I don't know if I'd move to Massachusetts. I feel like we've been made fun of. Maybe. <laughs> no offense to... I'm not talking about Atlanta or Ash. I mean, but like in a friend way. Like I get made fun of everywhere. 
Yeah. It's like a friend way, though. I mean, I probably don't get made fun of everyone like a friend way, but like you do a lot of places. Yeah. I get my fun. Like, I went to the beach one time and asked for sweet tea, and they're like, can we just bring you sugar and add it to your sweet tea? I'm no, like, you cannot. Thank that's you. not how you do it. What? I was like, let me just get a Dr. Pepper. We can split our time. Ash and Lily could come here for a portion of the year when there aren't gnats, and we'll go there when there are. Cool. Okay, anyways, back to the case. God, what were we the tangents. We are out of control today. Honestly. All right. So we talked about Joe. Um, another murder in Illinois between 76 and 79. Again, he didn't have exact dates for these. So we just get a range. Um, an unnamed black female was murdered in East St. Louis, Illinois. Her age was unknown. She was possibly picked up in St. Louis. That's all we have. St. Louis, Missouri. Um, again, we have... A range of 1976 to 79 or 1993. Um, an unnamed black female was murdered in Houston, Texas. Her age was unknown. We know nothing about her except there is a sketch that Little provided of her. Um, and then coming, he moved from Texas to Macon, Georgia. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Um, there's an unnamed black female that was murdered in 1977. She was approximately 30 to 40 years old. Um, his confession was matched to an existing Jane Doe case in Macon. Um, this is y'all. When I, when I was researching Hannah Tree Love, my very first case. Yeah. There were at least three unsolved cases of women who were on the fringes of society who had been strangled in Georgia. So that's and what that I'm was talking Samuel about. Little's like mo. Yeah, and he was in Macon, and he he murdered in Atlanta. Like these are the ones that I'm like, you know, they've looked into it, but like you never know. What if I see like, something? Why can't I has. look into it a little bit more? It's suspicious because I've said from the beginning those women deserve justice and for their cases to be solved. Right. So I'm gonna work on that. Anyway, just another uh, aside there. All right, so after Georgia in 1977 still, he murdered Clara Birdlong in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Um, he murdered another woman from Pascagoula, Mississippi, Mindy. I don't know if I remember from the first. Also, so I do remember a Pascagoula. Mm -hmm. This lady, Clara Birdlong, was approximately 35 to 45 years old. Um, We've got a lot of possibilities in this one. Um, Little possibly met her in Gulfport, but she was native to Pascagoula and worked at Ingalls Shipyard. His confession matched an existing Jane Doe case, and Little provided a sketch of his victim. Um, also known as the Jackson County Jane Doe or Escatalpa Jane Doe, the name used by officers because of where her remains were found. Her remains were identified in 2021 by way of genetic genealogy techniques. That, that is awesome? so cool to So me. now we know that it was Clara Birdlone. They just had a body for all those years. From 77 to 21, she was the Jane Doe. It's crazy. So it's still possible for all these to have names. All right, 1977 or 78, um, he was back in Ohio. He murdered an unnamed black female. Um, she was unknown age, and authorities are still working on this case. Um, but anyway, she was murdered in Cleveland, Ohio. On June 2nd, 2019, she was identified as a black female and petite, somewhere between 20 and 35 years old. 
Little dumped her body down a grassy slope near a fence in a wooded area just off Interstate 271 in Willoughby Hills, Ohio. Um, this was in 77 or 78. Her body wasn't found until 1983, um, in March of 83. Um, they believe she was 17 to 24 years old. So police are trying for this one to figure out who she is. The National Missing and Unidentified Persons System, NamUs. From Ohio, he went back to Florida. He murdered an unnamed black female in Plant City, Florida. This was 77 or 78. Her age was unknown. Apparently, he met her in Clearwater, Florida, and he did provide a sketch of this victim. Um, in 1977 or 1982, he murdered another unnamed black female in Charleston, South Carolina. All we know about her is she was approximately 28 years old, and Little did provide a sketch of this victim. In 1980 or 81, Samuel Little murdered Patricia Parker in Dade County, Georgia. Patricia Parker was approximately 25 to 30 years old. This confession was matched to a known Jane Doe case. On October 8th, 2020, Hamilton County, Tennessee Sheriff's Department positively identified Patricia Parker by a DNA match. So, committed the crime in 1980 or 81. It wasn't, her identity wasn't found until 2020. That's nuts. Crazy. I'm hoping all these get solved and we figure out who they are. Okay, between 1980 and 1984, he was in Gulfport, Mississippi. He murdered another unnamed black female who was approximately 22 years old. From Gulfport, Mississippi, he went to Atlanta, Georgia. In 1981, he murdered an unnamed black female. Mm -hmm. She was approximately 35 to 40, and he did provide a sketch of this victim. So, in Atlanta. Um, in 1982, he murdered an unnamed white female in New Orleans, Louisiana. He did provide a sketch of this victim. Com his confession matched to a Jane Doe, a white female between 33 and 44 years old, killed in 1982. So they matched that one up. Um, again, in the fall of 1982, he was still in New Orleans, Louisiana. He murdered an unnamed black female. She was 30 to 40 years old, 5'8 uh, to 5'9" inches tall. She weighed 160 pounds with honey-colored brown skin and medium-length straight hair. He remembers that she was wearing a pretty dress with buttons on the front. Little said they met in a club where she was attending a birthday party with a group of friends and one of her two sisters, and he did provide a sketch of this one. So where are the sisters? Please identify your kin. That's wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, um, next he went back to Pascagoula, Mississippi, where he murdered Mindy LaPree in 1982. Um, and we talked about this one in part one. Um, she was 22 years old when she died. Mindy's the one that had the brother that was looking for her. Yeah. And actively, you know, trying to get the case solved. Um, from there, he went to back to Atlanta, Georgia in 1983, 84-ish. Sorry. He murdered another unnamed white female. She was approximately 26 years old and may have been from Griffin, Georgia. Um, he provided a sketch of this victim. So next he moved to near Columbus, Ohio. I don't know if that's the name of the place or if they're just saying near Columbus. 
I don't know. It's probably near Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> I don't know. This was in 84. He murdered an unnamed female. Age was unknown. Authorities are still working on this on this case. Um, he disposed of her body in northern Kentucky. We don't have or even have a race on this one. Oh, my gosh. So, she like was picked up in Ohio and disposed of in Kentucky? He did that. Sometimes. Oh. Um, all right, so in 84, after Ohio, he went back to Atlanta, um, murdered another unnamed black female. She was approximately 23 to 25 years old, possibly a college student. There are some of these sprinkled in there where they're not um, prostitutes. Little provided a sketch of this victim. In after Atlanta, still in 1984, Little murdered an unnamed white female in northern Kentucky. Her age is unknown. She was possibly picked up from Columbus, Ohio. Little provided a sketch of this victim. Um, she was a 25-year-old white female he met outside a strip club. He remembers her as being 5'6 to 5'7 inches tall, 130 to 170 pounds. Um, he described her as having short blonde hair and blue eyes with a hippie appearance. She's alleged to have a mother in Miami, Florida. And that's it. We don't know who she is. Mm. From Kentucky, he went to West Memphis, Arkansas. And this was Zena Jones, who I talked about. Um, so we've already talked about Zena Jones. Um, I gave you a brief little bit of info that I found about her. And here's a little bit of info included in this list. Um, she was murdered in West Memphis, Arkansas, July 6, 1990. She was approximately 28 to 29. She may have been picked up in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, Little confessed that he killed her and dumped her body in the Mississippi River. This is the one he dumped off a bridge. Oh, Zena. Okay. Um, and he did provide a sketch of Zena. His confession matched a known Jane Doe case, and the family of Zena Jones recognized the sketch. That's the one. Again, in West Memphis, Arkansas, seven years later, 1997, um, Priscilla Baxter Jones was suspected to have been murdered. Priscilla Baxter Jones' son recognized her face from one of Samuel Little's sketches. Oh. That how one. How old was her son? It doesn't say. I'm um, assuming he was older. I hope he was older. I imagine that'll be added to this list eventually. I mean, you know, like they're working on it. Right. Um, all right. So, 1984. We're kind of going to go back here. Why, why did it do that? I thought we are going in order. <laughs> Anyways. Silly goose things. 1984, he was in San Bernardino, California. Um, he murdered an unnamed black female. All we know about her is that she was approximately 18 to 23 years old. Mm. Then, again in 1984, he went from California to Fort Myers, Florida, where he murdered oh. an unnamed black female. We know nothing about her. Her age was unknown. I mean, I'm sure he told what he did to her, but... Right. Again, in 1984, he went from Fort Myers, Florida to Tampa, Florida. He murdered an unnamed black female. Um, her age was unknown, but he did provide a sketch of this victim. Um, in 1984, he murdered Frances Campbell in Savannah, Georgia. Frances was approximately 23 years old. Um, little is suspected of having asked Campbell for a date at a bar near the intersection of Montgomery Street and Victory Drive in 1984. Campbell's body was discovered in 1985 on top of a pile of debris from the construction of Interstate 516. Ugh. 
Savannah police matched Little's description of Campbell to a missing persons case, and a Chatham County grand jury indicted Little in December of 2019 for her murder. Mm. So at least we know who she is. Yeah. All right, so next we have, golly, let me, let me six murders from Savannah, Georgia in 84. He went to Los Angeles, California in 1987. He murdered six unknown women. None of these have been solved. The first um, was an unnamed black female, age unknown. Second, unnamed black female, age unknown. The third was an unnamed black female. She was approximately 19 years old. This is still in L.A. Um, someone he called by the name Granny. I don't know if she was old or if that was a nickname or what. Still, 1987, still, Los Angeles, California. She was a black female, approximately 50 years old. Um, still, 1987, still, L.A. Another unnamed black female, approximately 22 to 23 years old. Another unnamed black female, same year, same place. She was approximately 26 or 27, and he did provide a sketch of this victim. Y'all, it's just disgusting. One year, he killed six women. And that's... Uh, all in L.A. Yeah, all in the like, same place. And it probably was back to back. Like, he was yeah. probably, like, not spread out over a year. It was probably... Yeah. Like I said, back to back. All right. So, from Los Angeles, he went to Monroe, Louisiana in late 1987 to the or into the early 90s. Um, or at some point, some of his dates, I think I already said this, did I? Some of his dates are kind of iffy. Like yeah. he didn't remember the exact dates is clear. Um, so we get a range for some of the other ones in this one as well. Anywhere between 87 and the early nineties, he murdered an unknown, excuse me, an unnamed black female in Monroe, Louisiana. She was approximately 24 and he did provide a sketch of this victim. In 1988 or 1996, he murdered an unnamed Hispanic female in Phoenix, Arizona. She was approximately in her 40s. Um, she may have been native to the area, and he provided a sketch of this victim. So 1988 or 96 in Phoenix, Arizona. In 1994, he went to Pine Bluff, Arkansas and murdered Jolanda Jones, and she was 26 years old. I don't have any more details about her. Um, on June 11th, 1991, he was back in California in L.A. He murdered Alice Denise Duvall. She was a black female, approximately 40 to 45 years old. Um, in 1991, so he went from California to Akron, Ohio, and murdered Roberta Tondrich. Rick, Rich, R-I-C-H. Probably Tondrich. Age unknown. Authorities are working on this case. Um, her body was identified in October of 2019. So they gave her a name. Um, Recently. Yeah. Gosh. All right. So from Ohio, he went back to California. Um, in Anywhere from 91 to 92, he murdered an unnamed black female. She was approximately 20 to 22 years old, and she may have been from San Francisco. These are just like, they may have been, those little details that he gave, but they have nothing to prove it. Right. In 1992, still in L.A., he murdered another unnamed black female, and her age was unknown. We know nothing else about her. 
few more. He liked Los Angeles. That's where most of his murders. Wow. The rest of them were spread out, but you see different time periods where yeah, he different stayed, chunks where he, he stayed there longer. I wonder if there's a reason. More. I wonder if there's a reason he stayed in LA longer. We'll have to look into that. Hmm. All right. So anywhere from between 92 and 93, he murdered an unnamed black female in LA. Her age was unknown and he did provide a sketch of her. Um, Another unnamed Hispanic female. He murdered 92 or 93 in LA. She was approximately 24 or 25. She may have been from Phoenix. um, From California. He went to Arkansas and murdered an unnamed black female April 21st of 1994. She was 25 years old, 5'5 to 5'7 inches tall, approximately 200 pounds. And her name was possibly Ruth. He had several whose names was name was possibly Ruth. Like he, I don't know what that was. If he had a thing for the name, I don't know. Anyway, in 1993, he went from... Arkansas to Las Vegas, Nevada, where he murdered an unnamed black female in 1993. Um, she was a dark-skinned woman who was approximately 40 years old. She was about five feet, five inches tall and 110 to 120 pounds. Little believe the woman had naturally short hair, but wore a long-haired wig as depicted in his drawing. So he drew a picture of her. He remembered the woman pointing out her son, a black male who was pregnant approximately 19 to 23 years old Hmm. from Nevada. He went back to California in 1996. He murdered an unnamed black female, approximately 23 to 25 years old. All right. Still 1996, still in LA. He murdered a black female that he called T money. I don't know if that was a nickname. She was approximately 23 or 24. It reminds me of that T-Money. reminds me of that TikTok. Have you seen it? T-Dollar? No. I'll share it with you because it is solid gold. Again, 1996, Los Angeles, California. It's an unnamed white female that he murdered approximately 23 to 25. He provided a sketch of this victim. 1996, still in L.A., he murdered an unnamed black female who was approximately 25 years old. Then in 1997, in Phoenix, Arizona... He murdered a white female whose age was unknown. He called her Anne, and he did a sketch of her. From what what he confessed to, his murdering stopped in the late 90s. We have no way of knowing that. I don't think. Why would he have just stopped, though? Exactly. Age? He did have diabetes and a couple other health concerns, but somebody like him, he still had big old hands. He still looked strong. Even at yeah, 80 he did something look years old. Big. Yeah. But the 80s really freaking old. Me. You know, I worked so? with a lady in her 70s who was in better shape than me. Okay. Period. Pop okay. Off. You're some people and he didn't take care of himself. He wasn't <laughs> he wasn't in great health, but I think he still could have I mean, did he just automatically his diabetes got worse in ninety seven? I don't believe that's it. I believe that I don't, I don't know, but I don't believe that's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't believe that's it. Mm-mm. We know Jean Dorsey did die um, in 80-something. But was she was a lot around. older than... Yeah, she was 30 years older than Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so there you have it. That's all the victims, suspected victims, confessions, um, the unmatched confessions. I encourage you, we're going to at least link um, the FBI's website. They have recordings of the interviews. There are four unmatched confessions where they have a good amount of info. Um, and I'll just briefly tell you their names. I do think you should definitely go listen to his interviews and it will blow your mind hearing this man talk about murdering innocent humans. Hmm. Okay, so some of his, he claimed to have murdered women up until 2005, but where are they? We have nothing. They just never the found a body or anything. And so I he guess was he like, did, yeah, I killed this person, but they never found the body. He only confessed up until the late 90s. Why didn't he confess the rest of his crimes? Strange, isn't it? I don't know. Something had to have happened. He had to have stopped. I he says, though, he between 1970 and 2005, I think there's a chunk of victims missing. There might be. Because from 97 to 95, that's eight years yeah. he was out there murdering. You think about two victims a year. How old would he have been? He was born in 1940. 1940. So, so he 97, been... he was 57. He would have been in his 60s. Oh, yeah. I can believe it up until 2005. But where are they? Where are his stories about him? Where does he say he left the bodies at? Does he say? No, no, no. Uh-uh. He only goes through 97 with his confessions. I'm looking at, this is a list of all his. Then what are you talking about 2005 for? He claims, because he claimed to have strangled more than 90, more. Oh, he just doesn't give any details of victims. than 93 victims between 1970 and 2005. Okay, so what you're saying. But we have no other, why didn't he confess to those? So that's what you're saying, is he never gave, like, here's the body. No info. Mm -mm. He just said, I did, like, 16 more murders. What happened to make him quit? Telling. You know? Maybe he just got tired crazy but that's at least like i said if he murdered two people a year from 1997 to 2005 the 16 victims that we don't know anything about it's crazy i think his body count could be i mean above 100 for sure oh for sure probably above 150 it's horrible that's bananas a lot but i think i said this in the first part but i want to say it in the second part too because of what these women did for a living a lot of them were prostitutes drug users um a lot of their victims deaths in the beginning were ruled as accidental or overdoses because oh. if they found the body later and it was they couldn't tell it that you know she had been strangled that they a lot of them were written off as accidents so they weren't even classified as murders because of that it's crazy now i was doing some research when i was getting pictures from mm-hmm. her last week's case and i know you said that there was a lot of them that people weren't looking for which is all like horrible yeah but i did find a quote from a lady that she was i i don't really know the circumstances of this quote or what this lady was doing with the case or anything right but it says quote samuel little said that he always picked victims who wouldn't be missed as much but what he got wrong was that they were all missed by somebody every victim we identified Every phone call we made to the people they called, she said someone cared. And that was a quote by UQ graduate Angela Williamson. So, I don't know what to make of that, but... Well, some of it, too, is what I said about the police not making their 
that's solving their homicides a priority and the fact that some of them were classified as accidental or overdose. Right. But, you know, I don't, uh, that goes right back though, in my opinion. Maybe there were people, but we don't know anything about it because the police weren't doing their job to solve the cases. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, interesting. All right, so now I'm going to tell you about a couple, a few, excuse me, four, <laughs> several unmatched confessions and i want you to go listen to his confession tapes if you live in in or around any of these areas or even if you don't um the first one is in miami florida somebody named mary ann um it was 1971 or 72 he confessed to strangling an 18 or 19 year old black transgender woman in 1971 or 72 he left her body in the everglades near highway 27 in miami um, he remembered her name was Mary Ann. She was between five, six and five, seven and weighed about 140 pounds. He does not believe her body was ever found. And he did sketch this victim, um, in 2019. So that's the first one. Um, the second unmatched confession is someone named Ruth in Little Rock, Arkansas in 1992 or 94. He confessed to strangling a 24-year-old black female. She was between 5'5 five five and 5'7, five weighing about 200 pounds. Um, they shoplifted together for three days before he killed her. He was arrested for shoplifting the time he was with her. And he said that after killing her, he placed her body in a pile of branches near a cornfield. And he sketched her as well. In 1984, in Covington, Kentucky, he confessed to strangling a 25-year-old white female outside of a strip club. And these are the ones we have more details for. I mentioned them above. This is the one with a hippie appearance. He drove a woman toward Miami. He killed her in the backseat of his car. But her body wasn't found. This is just his recollection. All right. And then in 1993, Las Vegas, Nevada, he confessed to strangling a thin black female around 40 years old in 1993. And this is the one he thought wore a wig over her very short hair. Um, he killed her in a hotel room and drove her body to the outskirts of Las Vegas and rolled her down a steep hill. Mm. And he does not think her body was ever found. Well, some of that, they could, like, if they, very, how am I trying to say this? Very hard to get to places per, were probably never searched. Right, like so, the like, Everglades. Think about the Everglades. No, they're not going to, unless somebody just happens to be walking around out there, the body's not going to get found. No, and like a steep hill and like this random Los Angeles yep. hills or whatever she was, dude, whatever he was saying. Yep. Like, she would have been rolled down there. Nobody would have stumbled across her body. She would have decomposed. Her bones would be dragged off. Goodbye. Yeah. That's it. Period. So a lot of these are liable to never be found, which found. is unfortunate. It's very sad. But, you know, and they don't even know anybody that's looking for them. So they can't give anybody closure. Right, they have no idea who they are. Yeah, they don't know nothing. It's very, very sad. This one breaks my heart. I think it's important to know about people like this and that they exist. Um, and watch out for them. We need to make it. Yeah. Wait, what are we talking about? Samuel Little. Okay. Run around. I thought we were talking about prostitutes. Like, we could talk about both. I know what you're talking about. Um, we do need to watch out for the sickos, but we also need to like not shun the prostitutes for doing right and investigate murders, no matter who. And we will get into that. Like murder is illegal. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter who who's being murdered. It's illegal. It needs to be a priority to get a killer off the streets. 
and Samuel Little, it was not a priority. And that's why he was able to kill this many humans. For so long. Yep. Ugh. It's disgusting. It makes me very sad. And let's please listen to his confession tapes. And I've got to find this documentary for y'all. Alyssa, <laughs> if you want to fill the air, let me... Um, let uh, me find this. The name of this documentary I meant to write down last night, and then I thought, uh, oh, I didn't watch this one, y'all. It looks good, though. Uh, Confronting a Serial Killer. It's a Stars docuseries. I didn't watch that one because I don't have stars. Uh, that's why, probably. That's why. Yeah, but this is not the one. Um, the one I watched was a British fella. I'm gonna find it, and I'm gonna. I'll link. We'll link it in the show notes. Okay, y'all check the show notes. It was a. It was a beautiful documentary. I mean, not. She needs to write it down when she's doing her research. Yeah, I get so caught up, and y'all know I've been researching this. I've watched that documentary three times, probably. It's a shame I can't remember. Okay, that's it. Samuel Little, horrible human. Wow. Um, he did. This was a very long episode. Yeah, we did go off on many of tangents. It's Sunday. There's something about Sunday. Wowzers. We've got to go to McDonald's then. Period. All right, guys. We love so, you all. Mm-hmm. we do love you guys. Y'all keep an ear out. Thank you guys for listening. We have um some really exciting cases coming up. We're about to we slam did. this week. I'm off this whole upcoming week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're both pretty bad at procrastinating, but we're going to have to kick ourselves in the ass because we need to get it together. started mine that we're recording this week yet. All right. Well, I'm going to put you on duty. Oh, so you have to schedule me. Oh, well, I'm scheduling you right now. You need to get... You tell me how many hours a day. No, but if I don't... I hate... I love researching the cases. Well, especially if you I don't, don't get like called. But I don't like sitting down and writing my... You just... That's my favorite part is typing mine up. Mm-mm. I don't like it. Well, I you need like to... It. If you don't get called any this week before Thursday, we'll plan to record on Thursday. Yeah. If you don't get called any this week, you need to be doing a case a day. Yeah. We've got to. We got to marathon it while the kids are gone. That time go, it goes by fast. So by the time I get back here at eight fifteen, it just flies. I got to leave her at two forty five to pick. Yeah. Maybe Nana could pick them up one day. That way we can just roll on. We can do it. And anyway, if you come to my house to record, you can just go pick them up. At you won't have to leave so early. Yeah. Okay. So. We have some really exciting cases coming up, yep. um, and we can't wait for you guys to listen. A new cult one. I'm so excited. Oh, I've already watched yes. the documentary. Oh, yes, I'm going to so watch yes, it again. Yes, That's what I'll do great. tonight. I'll watch it again. You can start your first episode tonight. I'll finish mine. Mine's on John List and his crazy. I like to memorize the case. I just want to know outside of my head so I can just talk about it. You know, That's, That's what I don't. Well, you, you got to have, have the facts. You got to have the dates and the names and, and the stuff. And you need to have a good timeline. You don't want to jump on me. That's right. Anyways. That's why I like to write mine down. I feel like I just... I'll, I have to write it down. I mean, I wouldn't make it. You've seen the times I haven't. You've seen. Please. Very good. Woo. And that last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about to start a death. Um, so, um, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys we so much. We want you to rate, review, subscribe. We really want to start getting some more reviews. Yeah. Um, and if you want to always check out pictures. I put so much time into finding photos for you guys. Yeah. So, you need to be checking it out. Check Sorry, it out for I'm sure. Yeah, check it out sure. on our Instagram at Pod. And we post them on Facebook. And I, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm going to start doing more interaction Just with you guys. Button. Just hit the like button. 
like it, comment it. Just come on, guys. We're going to start liking our own. Yeah. Y'all just start interacting with us. It takes two seconds to like a post. Period. And we do love you guys. Everyone that already interacts with us, y'all are the rockin' best. Facebook is Phil Nature Podcast. Period. Mm -hmm. And um, we have a TikTok. I was making a TikTok during the middle of this. At Phil Nature Pod. It's very chaotic, but it's fine. Wait, what did you say? Chaotic, but patriotic, baby. Yeah. On the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Go check that one out. It's real funny. We can sell holiday merch for the July 4th. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. And we're about to close this bad boy out and go get some Mickey D's. Who's hungry? Mickey D's, please. Woohoo. All right, guys. So spread the word like wildflower. Do we it. love being in your ears, and we hope yes, you we continue do. listening. Yes, we do. Uh, so we, we guys will, uh, do what? We guys will catch you. I'm bringing do what back. Do what? It's my favorite. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) Well, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Peace.